This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Small Biz America. The Brain. He believes that with the right attitude and planning, anyone can have it all. Dave DeBlander has built one of the most successful carpet cleaning and water damage restoration businesses in the country and is also the author of several books and training materials, including a new book entitled 40 Words to Waken the Entrepreneur Within. He's a speaker, trainer, has coached hundreds of business owners over the past several years, and he's been working with Howard Partridge's Phenomenal Products Inner Circle Program. He's the founder and CEO of Pro Clean Restoration and Cleaning. Let's welcome Dave DeBlander. He's joining us from Pensacola, Florida. Dave, welcome to the program. Thank you very much, David. Pleasure to be here. Dave, you've written that entrepreneurs can both have a thriving business and a fabulous personal life all at the same time. Talk to us, if you would, about your own approach to achieving this kind of work-life balance. Well, I see in so many cases where folks, they may have one um, or the other, but for some sad reason, it seems like so many entrepreneurs, um, they may have a good business, but boy, they sacrificed everything to get there, and their family life is in shambles, or their health is in shambles, and I think that's just such a shame. The book is all about, and my life is all about, why not have it all? I mean, in America, we have the infrastructure here. We have the ability to just have everything we want if we really want it and if we have a plan to get it. So it's all about having a great personal life and at the same time having a great business and I've just got to say I'm very fortunate I'm blessed to have that and it comes from just being fortunate and being blessed but also planning that way years ago in Madison Wisconsin for 14 years I had a natural foods restaurant I had a natural foods bakery one of the first in the United States and um, I was successful I had a very nice life And I probably could have taken that business even further, but I was just unwilling to to make these uh, certain sacrifices. For instance, I wanted to be home when my daughter got home and enjoy her activities and go to her ball games and stuff. And now she's 35 years old. She happens to live uh, two minutes from my wife and I out here on beautiful Pensacola Beach where we can see our grandchildren every day. And, you know, if I had uh, not been around for her, I don't know 
know if uh, you know if she would feel like living next to us like that. So that's kind of one example of what I'm talking about. Why, why not have it all? And that, of course, is a case where you made choices along the way to achieve this certain balance of prescription for yourself in order to have a holistic approach to life. In your view, did the business suffer? You you said that uh, perhaps uh, you could have taken it further. Any regrets about any of that? No regrets whatsoever because I live here on the beach. My wife and I both have thriving businesses. Uh, I, I just don't have any regrets. And, you know, it, it paid the bills and it, it got us a, a decent lifestyle. Now, that was uh, years ago. And uh, since then, in 1990, I started a carpet cleaning business uh, here in Pensacola. And I learned a lot more about business. I, I may have done better back then if I knew more. But one of the things that um, that I'm teaching now and trying to motivate people is to have a better business. And, for instance, I just got off with a, uh, a coaching call with a, a number of business owners, and it's just amazing how these business owners are unable or just unwilling to plan their businesses. And that's what a big part of this book is about, is how to set goals, how to write affirmations, how to plan your business so that it can be a big success. You know, they say that 85% of goals that are written down come to fruition. So you would think with a percentage like that, everybody would do it. But I can give seminars. There will be 50 business owners out there, and I'll say, how many of you have written goals for this year? And a couple hands will go up, and they might be lying. I'm not sure. Planning, strategizing, having goals, it's fun. And I talk a lot in the book, too, about having fun in your business. Ah, yes. I just... I, I love the um, chasing the American dream, and you know. And again, I believe everybody that wants to can have it all, and why not? In the book, David DeBlander, you ask seventy-five very successful people, successful business people, to describe in one word what it means to be a success. What surprised you most about the answers they gave you? Well, there was certainly. A wide range of answers, but every one of them seemed to be very, very profound. Um, the number one word given by 10 of those 75 wow. was persistence. Persistence, persistence, persistence. Keeping at it, keeping at it. When you get knocked down, you get back up again. And I think that's a huge difference between successful people and those that aren't so successful. Um, successful people, they get beat up just as much as anybody else, but they get back up again and they keep working, they keep going, they don't quit. So many great words in there like dedication and determination. I tell a story in there about my wife and the, the point of, of this book is I'm hoping with these 40 words that something is going to hit the reader right between the eyes and they're going to realize, aha, that's what I'm missing. Aha, that's what I'm not doing. Aha, that's my problem. Matter of fact, I put in there my email address. When you find that aha moment, email me and tell me about it. I'm going to give you a little example here about determination. Please. And... Although that was not my wife's word, my, and these people are national sales directors in Mary Kay Cosmetics, and yeah. my wife is one of those, and I ask a number of husbands, too, that included college football coaches, a lot of great <laughs> people. 
<laughs> and these people are the happiest people. Uh, it's quite a company. It's unbelievable. But my wife with this word, determination, she was on, to become a national, you have to go through a four-month qualification, and it's not easy. And to be a national, you there's only 200 out of about 650,000 people, so they're uh, a unique group. So the qualification is not easy, and in four months, you have to have your sales directors uh, bringing in a certain amount of income. They have to have uh, certain quotas they got to meet. Well, it's the last day of the qualification. She has one director that is yet to meet the qualifications. Uh-huh. And she's got to get it done this day or she doesn't make it. And my wife, if you would have looked at it at the beginning of the qualifications, you would have said, no way. It's just not possible. But she was determined. There was no way she wasn't going to do it. On the last day, this director took someone out to lunch to see if they wanted to become perhaps a, a part of Mary Kay and sign up. At that lunch, and this director had to bring in $2,000 that day. At that lunch, the director asked that uh, person she was having lunch with, uh, do you think you might be interested in the, the Mary Kay career? And, and she said, yes. And as a matter of fact, I would. could I just order $2,000 worth of product today? <laughs> right. Unbelievable. But, you know, when you're determined things happen. Great things happen. So I think that's one of the things I got out of all the 40 words is just how amazing and powerful some of them are. And it's my hope that people will see that maybe it's one word that's keeping them from great success. It might be one word that's preventing them to have great success because maybe they're not disciplined, you know, or maybe they're not determined. They may have focus. They may have energy. They may be consistent, but they're lacking that that one word. So I found it fascinating, these 40 words. If you're just joining us, we're visiting with author Dave DeBlander. He's actually more than an author. He's an author, speaker, coach, expert around small business, helping folks get a work-life balance. Among other things, the book is 40 Words to Awaken the Entrepreneur Within. That website, for more information, www.40wordsbook.com. And uh, we're sitting together in uh, mid-January of 2011. The book in E and audio should be available uh, anywhere and everywhere, Amazon etc. as we move into the future. And if you're listening in the long tail, it uh, will be out shortly. Uh, Dave, I wanted to dig back a little bit into your, uh, the history, your career path, starting with this natural, was it a natural foods bakery? It was an organic natural foods bakery in 1976. We started it and uh, it was uh, made, all the uh, ingredients were organic. We made organic whole wheat bread with raw apple cider. Boy, it tasted like cake. It was fantastic. And how I got into that? Well, uh, I actually grew up, I was a basketball player. I was an all-state player in Ohio. Basketball was my life. I went off to college to play basketball, didn't get along with the coach. It was 1970, and uh, that was the end of my career. And the next thing you know, I was a hippie living in Berlin, Germany. As I say it, I was in the commodities business. Yes. If you know what I mean. Yes. It was the Vietnam era time, and so uh, that's what I did for a number of years. And then I was uh, very fortunate, blessed to meet the love of my wife, Kate, in a hippie commune in Boulder, Colorado in 1974. 
Oh, wow. And the whole hippie commune moved to Madison, Wisconsin in 1974. And then Kate and I started working at a bakery co-op there. And then uh, after a while, we went off and we started our own bakery. And that's how I got started in that business. Did that for 14 years along with uh, a uh, natural foods restaurant, too. So Kate and I have been eating uh, organic food for, gosh, uh, 36 uh, plus years now and love that lifestyle too but that was a very tough business the uh, restaurant business the bakery business uh, very low profit margin and uh, sometimes people come up to me now they say you know I'm thinking about going to the restaurant business and I tell them you know what why don't you go to prison instead it's about the same amount of hours less headaches better pay well I love the, the tongue in cheek of all that but one of the things I wanted to ask you is you know moving towards the idea the concept around a turn key business. What did you learn from the early days of the bakery business and then on to creating the carpet cleaning and restoration business? What did you learn about what it takes to create a turnkey business? Well, certainly you need to charge enough. You need to have a good profit margin to get things done, to have the best people. But certainly with having a turnkey business, the key is having great people. You cannot have low performers uh, work for you. They will kill your business. They are a cancer. And uh, as I had a goal, set a goal of having a turnkey business with my carpet cleaning business, had a goal of August 8th, I still remember it, 2008. I wanted to have it turnkey. So setting a goal to get there is so vitally important, but also to uh, have the right people and treat them well and praise them and give them uh, as much as you can. And uh, that is a real key to the turnkey business. And uh, just getting off the phone uh, with this uh, uh, group coaching call that I just had, one fellow has that he wants to have a turnkey business. And I had to mention that to him that you've just got to have great people in management positions. And boy, it makes it a lot easier. It is all about the people, Dave. I wanted to ask you, as you do talk to entrepreneurs on these coaching calls, as you tour the country, what is it that you find tends to block the entrepreneurs? I say young entrepreneurs, not because they're young, but because their businesses might be young, and there's still a little bit of green about what makes this work. What's blocking the entrepreneur? Well, I tell you, that's a great reason to read the book and to come and to go through these 40 words because all kinds of different things stop people. And those 40 words uh, kind of jump out at you. Uh, today, I asked folks, what's going to keep you from getting your goals? And I got words such as focus. People have trouble focusing in on what they're trying to accomplish for a number of reasons. One is they don't know what they're trying to accomplish because they've never written it down. They don't have written goals. They don't focus in. They don't have discipline. They can't discipline themselves, and they need to. And they may need a a coach. They may need to discipline themselves via um, writing down goals. They may need to have a friend that, that helps them, but they need to have discipline. If you ask me, Dave, and tell me in one word what it takes to be a success, my word would be attitude. Attitude. You've got to have a can-do attitude. You've got to have a positive attitude. You've got to have an attitude where you believe that you can get the job done. And without that, 
just chances are you just won't make it. I ran into a man in South America uh, who was a fabulously wealthy individual, gave it all up to become a missionary down there, and he said, Dave, what's the difference between people in, in Africa and people in Peru and people in America? And I said, I don't know, you tell me. And he says, it's all attitude. In those countries, their parents struggled. They probably never got by, and so they figured that's the way my life will be. In America, we don't think like that. We think like anyone can be a success here. So it really does, in my mind, there's a lot of factors, but it, it really boils down to having the right attitude. It's beautiful. Visiting with Dave DeBlanders, the author of 40 Words to Awaken the Entrepreneur Within. The website, www.40wordsbook.com. On the subject of people in a business, is there an occasion where you felt that you really learned something substantive about how to do business better from one of your employees or managers? Yes. As a matter of fact, that's the beauty of, of delegating, the beauty of having the right people, is that my operations manager for my business right now, he's much better at it than I ever was uh, because he, uh, I'm kind of too nice to the folks. And he can tell them, look, you're working tonight, and and they're not going to back down. I, I learned from his ability to just, well, that's his job, operations manager. He couldn't sell a thing. Uh, he would be terrible as a, a salesperson, but, boy, give him a task, and he will accomplish it. My uh, office manager is fantastic with the books, knows how to do books. I hate books. I could never do that. And, and my sales manager is this beautiful young lady that uh, it, not only is she beautiful, but, boy, she has drive that I don't have anymore. I don't want to be in that position um, just because I don't have to. So yeah. um, by, by having the right people, even though I'm pretty fairly skilled and, you know, I ran a number of businesses all by myself, but, boy, when you can delegate and put the right people in there, you can watch your business just take off. A lot of people, though, they can't delegate. They think only I can do it, and you've got to overcome that and realize that other people can do your job. Otherwise, it's pretty hard to grow a business. That's right. I think it's pretty common uh, amongst entrepreneurs. They have more difficulty with the operational part working in the business than they do dreaming about how the business can expand and what kinds of ideas they can implement uh, external to the business to grow it. Back to people. It's been said that one of the ways to infuse your employees with the kind of attitude and enthusiasm and persistence uh, that that you, you have yourself, they need to feel like they're a part of something bigger than just the job they do. How do you approach this? How do you prescribe uh, your... Uh, clients that are in business to create a culture that's bigger than the job they do. One of the topics I speak on is having a culture of success. And uh, one of my mentors, Michael Gerber, of course famous for his book, The E-Myth Revisited, said that today's entrepreneur is a problem solver. And I want to get that point across to my employees, too, that they are problem solvers. One time I had, he was a good employee. He was great. He's still with me. And he said, Dave, you know, I'm just, I'm tired of cleaning up people's messes, you know, and both my operations manager and I said to him, that is 
just the wrong attitude. It is a blessing in your case where you come into a house and a carpet is looking terrible and you leave and boy, that carpet looks great. Do you know how you bless that person, how you solve that problem, how you can make that person feel better? So it's all about problem solving. And the bigger problems you have, the more money you make. Donald Trump has much bigger problems than I do. He could make a decision that would cost him millions or billions. I don't have that type of problem, but I would love to. So the bigger your problems, the better, because then you, you're probably making more money. So enjoy your problems. Love your problems. Love, you know, I'm, I know that might sound crazy, but this is how I've, I've always run my business. When I would have a problem, say, for instance, if there's no, no jobs on the books this week, uh-oh, I would look at it, wow, wow, fantastic. I now have the opportunity to go out there and drum out business, the opportunity to go out and meet people that will refer me to my business. What a blessing that I have such a slow week. And that's how I looked at it. And again, that's where it gets back to attitude. And that's what I put in the book, a lot of stories like that, where if you have the right attitude, Attitude, where you look at problems as as wonderful opportunities, what a difference it makes. I love Andy Warhol's quote. Andy Warhol was a little bit crazy, but I loved his uh, one of his quotes was he said that business is the highest form of art. And I really believe that business people are like artists and they're painting a picture and you can make it a stick figure or you can make it a Rembrandt. But enjoy it. Enjoy the art of growing your business. And uh, love the framework from which you operate. Dave DeBlander has been joining us. He's the author of 40 Words to Awaken the Entrepreneur Within. Available on ebook soon. Audio soon for information to buy the book or about the work that Dave is doing. W. 40wordsbook.com is the website. Dave DeBlander, so great to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, David. It's been a pleasure. Small Biz America. The Brain. Online at smallbizamerica.com. Small Biz. Small Biz America. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.